Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm Leanne. And I'm John. Hello. Hello. How are you today, Johnny? I'm a bit tired. I can tell. Mm. All right. So today we're going to be talking about help. I think I was singing that song, wasn't I? The Beatles song? Yeah, but you were doing it in the John Farnham version. (laughs) I was. Yes. I like my Johnny Farnham. Actually, I don't really, but anyway... The song's catchy. Let's not go there now. Okay. But I wanted to talk today about helper resources. Um, I guess particularly for small business people, mm-hmm. uh, because I do a lot of work in this field around getting resources and making resources available. And there's quite a bit going on now. Mm. And I know we've talked about um, mental health in small business, haven't we? Or actually, we've talked about my story, really, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, we've talked about people in small business caring for themselves yeah putting themselves first and managing and getting through yeah and um for those of you who would like to hear a bit more about that i think that episode was called backstory Hmm. that's right and we also did one on uh, self-care or self-love yeah so Hmm. worth checking them out Hmm. for you know specifics around mental health but i guess what i want to talk about today was if you um uh do identify that perhaps you, know, you need a bit of self-care, um, you need a bit of a tune-up, mm-hmm. um, and you're brave enough to realise, you know, I need to go and find some resources or I want to connect with somebody, mm. where can you go mm. and what can you do? And I thought, well, because I'm often asked to promote individual resources, why not put them all in one spot in this podcast? What do you think, Johnny? Sounds good. So um, this is uh, someone who is looking for help or who is willing to say, I want help or yeah. need help. Okay. Yeah, I need some help. Okay. What can I do? Okay. And I think this is a useful podcast episode to have. And let me tell you why. Because I noticed when I do, I do an awful lot of public speaking and I you know, present at gigs or whatever, that um, conferences or whatever that people ask me to go and talk about this topic around small business mental health. And I'm always happy to do so, but I always take with me the resources that I have or pamphlets and information that I have Mm. about all the things that are out there now. And everyone's always giving me things to hand out to people. And um, what I used to do originally was I would put all these brochures and the resources on like, you know, a side table or a registration table. And then I'd do my presentation and I'd say to people, Um, you can always grab further information about what I've talked about today on the way out. You know, go to this table, go to the registration table, all the pamphlets and leaflets are there. And I used to find it really interesting that I often would leave those events with the same number of pamphlets as when I arrived. Mm. But I'd get a lot of engagement and questions throughout the presentation, but just nobody taking any information away. And then suddenly it dawned on me that, People aren't doing that because they don't want to signal to anyone else that they might want some help. So by actually going up to a table and picking up some information, it's kind of saying, 
subtly to your peers, other entrepreneurs around you, oh, you know, I, I probably need, you know, some support or resources. And as we know, there can often be uh, a p- particular image around resilience and strength that you might want to portray to those around you. Mm. You might not be comfortable saying to those people so that, you know, that you're going to go and get some help, which is a shame, mm. an, a, an absolute shame. So the way I overcame that was when I go to a presentation, I go early. Yes, I do. I get there early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I put information out on everybody's chairs or at everyone's seat or on the tables everywhere so that everybody gets the same information at the same time. So there's no association with taking information away mm. because everybody's got that information. So you might choose to throw it out mm. afterwards, which is fine. You might choose to put it in your junk drawer yep. and look at it in 10 years' time or you might choose to actually use it. But nobody needs to know any different because everyone's got the same thing. So what sort of pamphlets are they? What's oh, you know, it might be um, some Beyond Blue um, pamphlets or it might be well, a resource from something that I've been working on around small business mental health. So um, my, my point is, though, the reason I like these kinds of episodes is that usually the resources that um, that are available and that I'll be talking about today are the sorts of things that you can access at any time, um, day or night. So you could, um, you know, do something in your workplace and have a group discussion around... Um, mental health support in small business with Mm. all of your employees or you might do it at the end of the day because you don't want to discuss how you're feeling with anyone immediately and so you could be sitting there doing your books at eight o'clock at night finish doing that and then log on to a website and get some help or support and resources so that's kind of the value of an of an episode like this i think is that people can just kind of put that information in their back pocket Mm. so to speak and refer to it later on. And the other thing I thought would be pretty clever and useful to do is even though I'm going to talk about a whole range of resources today that people can use, I'll put the links to them in the show notes. Okay. So then people can just, you know, click on a link and go to those resources. What do you think about all that, Johnny? Sounds good to me. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this without you around. Can yeah, you tell? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have no use whatsoever here today other than to maybe... Um, uh, squeeze some of this information out of you. That's right. Okay. And stay awake. Yes, I will. I promise. Always a benefit. I don't think so. When I'm looking at you. Yes. Good. All right. So where shall I begin, John? Oh, start at the very beginning. Okay. So there was the dinosaurs. <laughs> and then there was the telephone. Okay. okay. Speaking of the telephone, I think that's the most obvious resource to start with, right? Mm-hmm. What am I talking about, Johnny? The telephone. And who might you call? Oh, like Lifeline. That's correct. Oh, okay. yeah, You're that's still with me. One three triple one four. Yes, one three triple one four. And when you look, do you have to be right at the point of crisis to call Lifeline, John, or can you call them at any time? You might just need a, an ear, someone to listen to you. Uh, Lifeline um, uh, gets its funding from uh, uh, reducing or trying to remove uh, the risk of suicide from Australia. That's its. Um, tagline if you like um although it is a it's almost like a resource for resources as well so uh, any person that um has decided they'd like to get some help from somewhere and they're not quite sure where to start then you can call lifeline and they actually have a list of resources up on the screen in front of each one of the the crisis supporters so you can ask for 
help for just about anything for um, uh, legal, uh, financial, uh, emotional. Great. Um, yep. So you're not really you're not wasting anybody's time by ringing Lifeline. You can always ring Lifeline absolutely. at any time, twenty four hours a day for support. Yeah, absolutely. And that's whether you're a small business person or not doesn't matter. Nope. If you just want some guidance, you want to be pointed in the right direction for some resources. One three triple one four. Absolutely. Beautiful. So that's the first obvious place to start, isn't it? Hmm. The second is a project, I guess, that I've been um, working on quite, or I had done quite a bit of work on in the past, which is um, being uh, looked after. It's being caretaken by um, Beyond Blue, and they have a dedicated website uh, called Heads Up. And it's uh, the URL is headsup.org.au. And what I like about it is that it's um, a, a portal for resources um, specifically looking at um, mental health support in workplaces. Mm-hmm. And because I do quite a lot of work on behalf of COSBOA, the Council of Small Business Organisations of Australia, and I represent them on this peak body called the Mentally Healthy Workplace Alliance, and I can see you're dropping off with all of these fancy terms. You're Mm. dozing off already. Uh, And that's the last I'm going to talk about, those fancy terms. Mm. Anyway, uh, the Alliance said we needed a central place. Beyond Blue said, well, we'll put it together, and now we have headsup.org.au. And Heads Up um, in it has, thanks to, you know, us jumping up and down, I guess, at at Cosboa and a few other um, small business advocates, has um, an area on there specifically for small businesses and um, small business owners or employees who work in the small business sector can go to Heads Up and there's resources on there that they can... um, look at and download and um, learn a bit more about how to stay well at work. Mm. And I really like it. Some of the videos that they've done, I have to say, are um, are terrific. So there's lots of examples there of um, sole operators or micro business owners, you know, like with only two or three employees. And then there's other, you know, smaller businesses, which has Um, you know, maybe 12 employees, but there's lots of interviews there with small business owners who talk about what are the things that they do to stay mentally resilient, uh, mentally well at work, Mm -hmm. what are the practices that they put in place and what's important to them. And um, there's lots of tips around managing stress at work. Um, You can do um, you know, the um, measurement or the indicator guide around levels of depression. How, where are you on the scale? Um, you can do some self-assessment there and you, then you can find resources to manage things like anxiety and depression and where you can go for, for more help. But what I really like is they've got some good um, specific resources for small business. Because quite often, you know, in the small business sector, you can't say to someone who owns a small business, I'll just take a couple of weeks off work and, you know, regroup and recoup. Because quite often for those people, it's like, well, if I did that, how do I pay my mortgage? What do I do? It's not practical to have that kind of information often. So what I like about Heads Up is it really does take into consideration uh, the nuances of small business. And speaks the language of small business. So I'd highly recommend that as a great resource to go to. What they have there too is an action planning tool that is um, developed to help 
uh, owners or managers of small businesses to develop a plan on mental health uh, awareness and care for employees in small business. So I thought that was pretty cool. But what do you think I thought was missing, John? I have no idea. I'm, so I'm asking these questions to check you're still awake. I'm still here, but they're all rhetorical so far. So, <laughs> well, what, what what was missing, Leah? Well, I'm yeah. so glad you asked me, Johnny, yeah. because what was missing was there, there was nothing about. Um, although there's some great examples in the video videos and the case studies, which I really like, I like a lot. Um, but the action plan for a small business owner wasn't there. There's some great tips on how you care for and work with employees, but if you own the business, it's a little bit different. So I was fortunate a couple of years ago to work with uh, the Victorian Small Business Commission. Mm -hmm. Uh, They wanted to do some work around the area of small business and mental health. And um, Judy O'Connell, who's the commissioner for small business in Victoria, is a fantastic mental health champion, um, really cares about the well-being of small business owners. And so I'd spoken to her and said, I really think that what we need to do is have a, um, a template or a strategy document available to small business owners where you can pre-plan uh, about how you're going to care for yourself on your small business journey, just as you would pre-plan your finances, you might pre-plan your uh, marketing strategy, your social media strategy. Have you given any thought to how you're going to care for yourself Hmm. in this small business journey? What do you think of that, John? Well, it's just as important as a sales strategy. Yeah, it really is. As a, a budget. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and Judy agreed with Mm. that. So as a result of that, um, I developed for them um, the Small Business Mental Health Strategic Plan. So if you go to um, VSBC, Victorian Small Business Commission, .vic.gov.au, if you go to their website and um, put in a search term around mental health, then you will find, and I'll put it in the show notes, uh, you'll find a link to a strategic plan that you can put in place um, that really just focuses on the person who owns the business and asks you to think about a range of areas that um, allow you to plan ahead for if you might need some help and support. And part of those things that it asks you about is to take a moment and think about what and get honest. You don't, And you don't have to share it with anyone outside of your own, you know, select group, um, the circle of trust, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And what it asks you to do is firstly identify what are the sorts of things that are going to come up in your business that might stress you or make you feel anxious. What do you think that some of those things might be, John? Probably um, uh, cash flow. Yeah, cash flow is number one. Yep. Mm. Sales. Yeah, sales. Where's my next order coming from? You know, yep, Um, absolutely. um, Depending on the size of the business, it'll be about people management. Yeah, managing people. Yeah, Yeah. yep. Could be, um, you know, working really, really long hours, Mm. 60 to 80 hours a week as opposed to 38 or less hours Mm. a week. Physical and emotional exhaustion. Yeah. And loneliness. Yeah, loneliness, not having time for family. There's a whole range of them. So, Mm. but we're all unique. 
We're all individuals. Mm, I'm not. <laughs> I gave you that one. Yes, you did. <laughs> We're all individuals. And so what might stress me may not stress you. Mm. So uh, it's very much about, you know, having some time to think about your needs specifically. Once you know that, once you identify what might stress you, and by the way, this plan would be done at a time when you don't have to do it, mm. ironically. So it's you do the plan at a time when you think you'll never have to use it or it will never affect you. You know, like I'm never going to be stressed. I'm never going to have a struggle around anxiety or depression in my business. It's new. It's fantastic. I've got this great new terrific idea. Nothing's going to, t- going to touch me. Mm. That's when you do a mental health plan okay. because that's when you're thinking most creatively mm. and invincibly. So that's when you've got the strength. So you put that on your uh, your to-do list. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So you, you identify what they might be, if you had to guess, mm. down the track. You also identify um, what are the signals in yourself. So you might eat more, you might cry more, you might argue with people more. So what are the sorts of things that really, if you were to get real honest with yourself, what are the sorts of things that might actually be an indicator that you're not coping? Mm. And, yeah, you really do have to get honest Mm. about that. Mm. And then once you've got that, then you start to think about, okay, is there somebody that I can go and talk to? Is there someone I can get some support from? And you write in your plan who those people might be. And that, surprisingly, might not be your wife or your husband or your partner or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or even your mum or your dad. It might not be those people. Why do you reckon it might not be them, Johnny? Well, it depends on your... uh your motivation, if you, if one of your greatest values is about um, being strong and capable and being at the head of a family or, or your persona, yeah. the persona you put across to your friends and family is a, a person of uh, great strength and resilience. Yeah. Um, if you are in a moment of uh, self-doubt, yep. um, you might not want to share that with the people that you uh, want to believe you are. Not a doubting. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. So that that's exactly right. So you know, it might not be your immediate partner. Now, I'm not saying keep secrets. Mm. What I'm saying is exactly the same as Brene Brown says: is you know, identify those people who are worthy to hear your story. Mm. So there's really no point um, writing down your partner. Mm. You know, your marriage partner or your de facto whatever your your partner in a relationship, romantic relationship. If you know the minute you disclose to that person you're not feeling strong at that point in time, it worries them. Mm. And Uh they don't come back with being able to be present to you. They come Mm. back with, oh, my God, we're going to lose the house. Yeah. Well, it depends on you know the relationship you have with these people and you know the ones that are... Uh, that you can feel safe to be vulnerable with. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. And that's the point is mm. you, you list down on this strategic plan, mm. who are the people that I can be vulnerable with mm. and know that I won't be judged? Yeah, unconditional. Unconditional. Who are those people? So you write down, you might only have one. Mm. If you're really honest with yourself, you might only have one. Mm. You might have none or you might have someone like a doctor, yep. your, your doctor, or it might be a counsellor a local counsellor, it might be a mentor, business mentor, a business coach, that you can be truly authentic and, and tell your deepest fears and worries to and know that they won't judge you because of it. Yeah. And you write down their actual names. Mm. The next step in the plan is to go and tell them 
that mm. you've written their names down okay. and show them the plan. Yep. The reason that you do that is so that they know um, that they're, they've been flagged is in your corner mm. so that should anything come up and you do need some help, it doesn't surprise them or take them out of the blue. Mm. They're actually gone, yeah, you know what, he told me three years ago yep. that I was going to be his confidant, mm. so I'm happy to do that. Yeah. The other cool thing that it does is if you're in a state of distress and you do need to go and talk to somebody, they're, um, they're feeling that they're prepared to be able to listen. Mm. And when you go and tell them at a time of strength that you've identified them as a confidant, mm. what it does at that time of strength, it almost gives them permission to say, listen, I'm not comfortable being that person. Mm. I can't give you what you're looking for. And at a time of strength, it allows you to be able to take them off the list if they say, no, thank you. Mm. Whereas if you go to them at a time of need and perhaps at a time of distress, um, wanting to talk to them about what's going on, it almost can put them in a corner where they have to be that person because you're in a state of distress. Yeah. Um, so it's not always fair to do that to somebody. If you haven't disclosed to them earlier, that they're your go-to person. Mm, so it's about being prepared. Yeah, about being prepared and, and everyone being prepared. And having your support yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. The next step in the plan is to identify what are you going to do if you cannot work. And you can probably see now the value in doing this at a time where you think you're never going to need it. Mm. Because if you plan ahead then for what you might do if you can't work, and by the way, you could extend this to be, look, I've just broken my leg. Mm. and I need to have surgery and I need to have three weeks off, mm. what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my mortgage if I can't work? Mm. So you can see the value in planning for that before you have a broken leg. Yeah, often people um, put their physical uh, wellness or fitness in a different place to their uh, mental or emotional wellness yeah, and fitness which... when in fact they are equally important. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so and that's why I draw on that analogy because yeah, people can often get their head around that. If you're in business and you're a, an electrician and you break your leg, then that uh, means that you can't perform your duties. If you're an electrician and you're uh, in, a, in a, a space of self-doubt, then you can't perform your duties. That's right. So uh, you go to a, a doctor to get a cast and you go to a, a, a therapist that's uh, right. To uh, help you mend your That's mind. exactly your mind. right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Which is why, you know, before the leg is broken, before mm. you go and see a therapist, before any of that, you mm. have this plan in place. And and this stage around, well, what am I going to do if I can't work, I think is the most critical part of this strategic plan mm. because it encourages you to think about, well, do I have income protection in place? Do I have some savings in place that is, you know, three weeks worth or four weeks worth or six weeks worth of um, backup? Mm. If I cannot work, have I opened a, a savings account because I don't want to do income protection or whatever it happens to be? Have I explored um, any social support services? Can I get, you know, CES, I don't, what do they call it nowadays? I can't remember what they call it, but, you know, can I get some sort of, you know, compensation or government payment for mm. being off? Um, do I have um, a co-working relationship with somebody else who could perhaps service my clients for me for a fee? Mm. 
Um, do I have someone who would take over my clients for me? Um, do I have a relationship with my clients that would allow me to tell them, look, I'm not going to be around for mm. the next four weeks or so. Mm. So I, the beauty of the plan is that it encourages you to pre-plan for those emergencies that might come up and don't leave you high and dry. Because we know from the research around workplace mental health for small business owners mm. that presenteeism is a major problem, which is where small business people have to go to work because they feel they've got no choice. They can't afford to take a day off. Another, um, another analogy, I suppose, would be um, if you uh, have a business where a key piece of equipment um, is what your business relies on, and that key piece of equipment needs to be well maintained. Yep. Um, and also that you have a, a strategy for when that key piece of equipment breaks down. Yeah, that's um, right. So to be a well-prepared business person, yep. um, if you are the key piece of equipment... <laughs> that's exactly right. ...then you need to make sure that you're well-maintained... Yeah, uh, and if the and if you are the key piece of equipment and you exactly. and then you break down, brilliant. Uh, yeah, you need to have a, a strategy in place for that. As exactly well. right. Yeah, absolutely. That's spot on. Couldn't mm. have said it better, Johnny. That's mm. exactly right. Mm. And so that's I, I guess you know I like to think of that part of the strategic plan as um as covering your ass. I guess you know mm. like. What, what have you got in place? Yeah, it's preventative measures. And, and, and I don't know if you're, what your experience has been, but um, uh, you, can, you can tell people about yeah. preventative measures yeah. till the cows come home. Yes. Um, but there's, a, there's, there's always been a... Uh, what I've seen is that m most, uh, most people don't do stuff until they have to. Yeah. And most people uh, more react yeah. uh, rather than prepare. Um, yeah. But if you are serious about being yeah. in small business, um, then being prepared will save you a, yes. a whole lot of uh, heartache, a whole lot of money yeah. uh, and a whole lot of stress yeah. uh, by taking that extra planning step. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, it's well and truly worth yeah. it. And, and if you've got something in place that, you know, allows you then <laughs> to take the time off when you need it, mm. Um, and, and who can predict? Nobody can predict if that's going to happen or not. Let's mm. hope, you know, it doesn't. But inevitably, statistics tell us it's going to happen to, that, you know, the, one in four of us. Well, the only thing that's consistent is the inconsistency. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the only thing that won't change is that things will keep changing. Yeah, that's exactly so right. So if you, if you have some sort of a plan yeah. uh, for a change... Yeah. Uh, then when change comes, you can you can manage that a whole lot better. Yeah. Mm. And and the final part of the strategic plan, which is all about returning to work. Mm. So thinking ahead of time, look, if I had to be off work for a couple of weeks and now I want to come back to work, and that's really the aim, that's what exactly what we do for employees, mm. is the whole focus on workers' comp is return to work. Mm. How do I return to work? Um, so if we were to sort of transfer that thinking around us as the business owner, us as the soloist mm. at, you know, work, mm. um, how do I return to work in a way that is sustainable mm. so that I don't burn out again, that I don't get back to work and go, nah, can't do this, mm. got to get rid of it, can't do it. Um, how do I plan a sustainable return to work? And this strategic plan, which is at the VSBC mm. website, um, 
gives lots of ideas about how you might plan your own return to work if you own the business. Mm. Um, that's things like um, I'm going to go back on a part-time basis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about the tasks that I do when I go back. I'm going to ease myself into it. Yeah. Um, if I've got staff, uh, I'm going to transition the management, the leadership of that staff from whoever's been doing it for me mm-hmm. so that we share the handover mm-hmm. over time. Perhaps you're going to go back on a part-time basis, not full-time, and then ease yourself into going back uh, full-time. But, you know, my first day back at work isn't going to be a 12-hour day for the next five days. Um, And so you you plan that. Now, look, you may never, ever need that plan. Not ever. More power to you, you know. Great. Mm, mm. But if you do, you've got it there. And you have to do it well. Yeah. Because I'm the analogy guy again. It's like... um, uh, finishing your anti- yeah. antibiotics. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you may be feeling well. Yeah, that's it exactly. And better. Yeah. Um, but the doctor's given you a course. Yeah. And if you don't complete the course, then yeah. you run the risk of of, uh, of the illness recurring. Yeah. So when you plan your return back to work, you have to plan the whole thing. Yeah. And, that's it. And step it through. So even if you're feeling fantastic and you can take on the world again. Um, it's smart to to yeah. to do a walk up rather than a run up. Yeah. back to work. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Mm. You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team, or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customized training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. Um, the next resource I, I wanted to talk about is one that I've been consulting on with this organisation um, for about 18 months now, I think. I saw on my LinkedIn profile how long I've been there, and I think it's about 16 months or something like that. But mm. um, it's a, a consulting piece that I've been doing with a research um, division or research um, um, of, um, I guess, Originally, it was New South Wales Health. Now they're co-funded, but um, it's with um, an organisation called Every Mind, and that's uh, everymind.org.au. And um, they've had uh, funding come in from iCare, which is uh, the New South Wales new insurer, I guess, amalgamated insurer services for the New South Wales government. And they had some funding come in from iCare and they developed a resource for small business people, people working in that sector, owners and employees. And the, and uh, they've got a new service coming out called Ahead for Business, which um, I'm really proud of. Uh, it, it's an app and it's a website. And again, I'll put the information in the show notes. By the time I think this episode will be going to air for us, Mm. Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, we would have just been launching um, Ahead for Business, I think, around about the same time. So I'm really happy to be talking about it today. The great thing about that is you go to the website or you go to the app as the business owner and you um, can self-assess. You can do some assessment items to really determine what your, you know, where your mental health is in the context of owning, managing and running a business, a small business. And then once it's done that assessment, all anonymously, by the way, so you don't have to, you know, give out any details. Once you've done that assessment, it will then direct you to resources that are available that will help you care for yourself. 
It's clever. It's fantastic. I love it. So Mm. what they've done is actually brought together all of these different resources that are already available out there into one place and then saved you time. Mm. Because when you go through an assessment to determine where you're at, you know, maybe what support do I need? Mm. How can I even just better improve who I am, you know, the work I'm doing? Once you do that assessment, it then points you. So there's no time wasting. Mm. And because it's online, of course, you can do it 24-7. Maybe you don't want to disclose to people Mm. that you want to go and get some support and help. Great. Go and do it at 11 o'clock at night. Mm. And that's the thing that I really love about it because um, you remember when I had my struggles, insomnia was something that struck me. I just couldn't get to sleep. So you can sit there at midnight Mm. and Google, you know, small business owner help. Yep. And you'll get some great resources from this new Every Mind um, website or app. And those details will be in the show notes. And then download every relaxation music for you to. Yeah, you know, there's there's a a range of things. Or it might be, Mm. you know, find uh, a link to the ATO website Mm. that helps you actually resolve the fact that you haven't paid your BAS statements for three months and or three payments and and you're not sleeping because of that. And a link to a Help Me Sleep app as well? Yeah, yeah, Yeah? that's right. But uh, my point that I'm making Mm. is it might not be a Help Me Sleep app. Mm. It might be the reason I'm not sleeping is because I'm behind on my company tax. Mm. And I don't want to talk to the ATO, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And because I'm afraid, I'm not sleeping. Mm. And so what this will do is it'll link you to the resources available with the ATO. And I've mm. done quite a bit of work with the ATO as well, so I have to give them a shout out. Mm. Um, if you go ato.gov.au slash health, you'll actually see that there's quite a lot of resources out there that uh, they offer, services, I guess, mm. that they offer, where um, you can put your mind at rest by dealing with them. For example, did you know with the ATO that if you're stressed about talking to them, mm. that you can nominate someone else to talk on your behalf? Mm, I've thought of everything, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, it kind of creates a bit of a buffer mm. between you and them, which I think is a fantastic idea. You can even just talk to a machine. It's probably the only time I really like the idea of talking to a machine over a human being. Mm. But you can talk to a machine to deal with your issues. You can enter into payment plans with the ATO. Not you know, not guaranteed all the time. It's a case-by-case basis. But the ATO is very aware of, um, you know, situations that might um, in- might cause some barriers. And they're in the business of getting the money and they're willing to wait for it. That's right. Than to not get it at all. Yeah. So yeah. there's actually a lot of options that can be explored with the ATO that mm. I don't think a lot of small business people know about. Mm. So um, check them out, ato.gov.au slash smallbizmentalhealth. Um, definitely another fantastic resource. Mm. So look, today we've I'm noticing, you know, we're probably running out of time. People are going to switch off or doze off soon, Johnny. Mm. But we have talked about four different resources available today. We've talked about... Heads up, mm-hmm. we've talked about the Victorian Small Business Commissioner um, strategic mental health plan. Yeah. We've talked about Ahead for Business um, from Every Mind, which is just about to come out and be launched. And we've talked about the ATO mental health resource website. Mm. We, we've probably talked about more than I thought we would talk about in this mm. time. And I've got other resources that I could mention, which I'll list on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I can't talk too much about now because we're nearly out of time. Almost out of our own resources. 
I know. Of energy, so that was well done. Haven't I done a lot of talking today, Johnny? You have. It's been great. I've had a break. Yes, you have. <laughs> and you haven't dozed off once. I'll not, take that as a once. positive. I stayed and I kept looking. Oh, what did you remember something? One more resource. Okay. Fortitudeatwork.com.au. Excellent resource. Go there. What do they do? Actually, I'm so glad you asked, Johnny. Hmm. Couple of things. Yes. They offer business coaching. Yes. Business mentoring. Yes. Walk and work if you're on the central coast of New South Wales. Yep. You can't book walk and work if you're in Darwin. No. We just don't offer the service there. Hmm. You can't book it even if you're in Albury. Sorry. But you can book it if you're on the central coast. On the central coast of New South Wales. Cheapest, most effective business business mentoring service you could ever book. It's only 40 minutes. What else does does, uh, Fortitude at Work do? Oh, I see you're going to shut me off here with Walk and Work, aren't you? Check it out on the website. Mm. The other thing we offer is um, business counselling. Uh, uh, sorry, counselling service for small business owners. I mean, really, we offer it for anyone, to be honest. And you can be in Darwin and Albury. And you can. You can be in Darwin. You can be in Albury. You can be in Hobart. Because it can be over the phone or Skype. That's right. Yeah. And the Skype service, isn't that popular? Mm, it's working really well. Yeah, I didn't think that the Skype service would be, but it definitely is. So, yeah. Who runs Walk and Work and Fortitude at Work? I, I run Walk and Work and I run Fortitude at Work. And I run the counselling And program. you run the counselling okay. side. You are the talent and I'm the agent. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But that counselling service is proving extremely popular, particularly Mm. the Skype online service. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I need to do a bit of a plug for Fortitude at Work too, don't I? And people know who we are because they listen to the podcast. That's it. So don't be afraid to contact us, people. We're here for you. Yes, we are. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time.